I'm Mark Holstead, trader and founder of Traders Mastermind. This podcast is about becoming the best trader you can be, the best man you can be, leveling up both your trading and your life. Go to tradersmastermind.com to join us today. So a bit of a tactical one for you today. Hope you're well, by the way. Market been active. Tesla uh, munching through the $1,000 level. Uh, some of the social media stocks getting hammered. Some of the currency pairs are swinging around a bit. Bitcoin at highs. A lot going on for everyone, I think. Anyway, tactical one today. So the last traders master the level up call on Thursday. We're talking about uh, mean reversion strategies. The time before we're talking about trend trading strategies tomorrow. Uh, we're talking about special special cases, uh, strategies for special cases. So I approach that from a different angle. But the one thing that you know I focus on a lot in my own trading, and the one thing that um, I, I, I kind of talked about quite a bit in these in these calls is just to get really really good at assessing the conditions you're in. And you might be like, yeah, Mark, you know what? That's easy. Just you know, if you're trending, you're trending. You're mean reversion, mean reversion, blah blah blah, and and. Right, I get it. You know, to a certain extent, there's there's some simplicity in there, and that's true. But it's more than that. You know, if you and 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 why is it more than that? Because if you are getting good at at, at estimating the current strategy or the the current conditions, and then putting the right strategy, bolting the right strategy into those conditions, you can kind of get away with being not that good at your trigger entries. You know, if you're in a rampant uptrend. And you're a little bit early or a little bit late to the party, you're probably going to get away with it if your stop's not too tight. Same if you trade mean reversion. If you're a little bit early or a little bit late when you're selling that resistance or buying that support, you're probably going to get away with it. Now, of course, markets don't stay in that condition forever. And that's something we actually discussed, you know, in the trend um, and the mean reversion section. It's like, hey, you know, look where you are in the trend before you start just labeling it as a trend and just go flat out with a trend trending strategy. You know, trend won't last forever. They tend to go on longer than we expect, but there are certain phases of the trend that, you know, means it's likely to backfill, likely to digest, likely to hang around a little bit before it goes on. But anyway, so the point is, guys, is this bigger picture. So, right, let's get to the point. Um, if you haven't checked out, I've got a checklist that I use, a pre-market traders checklist. Now, this is something I use before the trading day. I align myself with conditions before the trading day. And if you're not a day trader, I think it's valuable. Uh, you can use this if you're trading stocks, indices, forex, just some modifications. Uh, if you haven't yet, I know many of you have, go and check it out. It is free PDF and it is, what's the URL for it? It is tradersmastermind.com forward slash pre-market-checklist. That's easy for you on the podcast, isn't it? I really thought that one through. Pre-market-checklist. But if you're on the site, uh, Traders Mastermind, hang around for a bit. There's a little pop-up. I know it's annoying, but you can get rid of it. You don't want it. Go download the checklist, come back to the homepage. Uh, it opens it up in a new tab for you, so um, you haven't got to worry about anything, waiting for anything or anything like that. So, uh, okay. Bigger picture. That's the first thing I'm looking at. Let me talk you through exactly what I'm what I'm looking at, and, and this is a good guide. So, bigger picture. Zoom out and assess the conditions. I like to look at what, ha what what has happened with the price so far this week. So, just an objective view and say, hey, what's happened? Where it highs? Have we done this? Have we broken out through a low and then we reversed? This this tells the story of the market. This gives you a feel and a flavour for what exactly is going on. 
and, 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 and don't underestimate this. I know we sometimes get so technical and we're drilling down and we're drawing this line and that line and that line, but we sometimes just stepping back, pushing your chair away from the from the desk and going, what the heck has happened to, so far this week? It just gives you so much more objective. You're like, wow, well, actually, look, we've, we've taken out this low, now we've ripped through highs, now we're holding. Hey, that's a lot different to if I'd just looked at it and hadn't taken into account the week. Because don't forget, guys, people with bigger money and larger money flow work off weeks. You know, work off weeks, they work off months, they work off cycles in the calendar. So it's just worth checking that. Then what's happened in the overnight session? So overnight session, if you're trading indices, will be the Globex session in ES, perhaps the early morning session, the DAX, um, that type of thing. If you're trading the currency pairs, it'll be the session before. So the Asian session or the US session or the European session. And, and again, just literally stepping back, eyeballing it, what's happened? Not a lot. We've tested highs a couple of times, tested lows, we're in the middle, fine. Nothing exciting going on. Versus, oh, hey, we've we've t- we've tested this, tested that. We've we've rallied on hard. We're above multiple week highs, and we're holding at highs. Much more of a different story. Then, where are we likely to open? So I'm looking at where are we going to open, and and that just gives you an idea of the gap situation. It gives you an idea of uh, where we are relative to the weekly range, the overnight range. Just having a look, and I know it depends on what time you're doing that, especially if you're trading the stocks or the indices. Um, but that's why we don't do it too early in the day. We do it just before the open, but not not so we're rushed. Uh, what's the likely trading range today? So, you know, we should know the ACR for our uh, market we're trading, so the average true range or the or, or the absolute range, if you want to use it without gaps. So we should know that. We should have an idea. Hey, we normally do 200 pips. We normally do 100 points. We normally do 3%, whatever it is. And are we expecting that to be the same today? Because that's going to help you frame your trades. If you're trading... Um, with the momentum, then there the extreme of that range is going to be likely your target. You're not going to try and push for much more than that if the conditions are normal. So we try to gauge the conditions normal. Are they expansion? Are they contraction? What's volatility like? That's what we're trying to do. So when we know the likely range today based on history and and then we can start to add things in like are we gapping? Have we had a big overnight range? Um, you know, have we had you know, are we opening right at the, the are we on the top of the highs of the week? You know, this stuff might mean we have a bit more, bit of a wider range today than normal. So you can't start to, and when you know the, or don't, you don't ever know this, but, you know, when you can frame the range for the day, you can play much more of an efficient game. You're like, okay, I mean reversion. I'm going to wait. Okay, we've done this already. Ah, it looks like a low. Great. If I buy that, it looks like we could hit that level. You can play that game if you have a good framework and a blueprint for the range. So, then there's that. The last one in this in this section is which key support and resistance levels are in play. Um, pretty self-explanatory. I'm pretty sure you know how to draw support and resistance levels. I, I would just be careful if you don't draw too many. It's a trap we can fall into. We can't draw on loads of support and resistance levels. We don't know which is worth looking to looking at, which one's not. We either ignore them or we end up looking at them all. Just draw a couple. Discard the little ones, draw the biggest ones. All right, so then I'm looking at the daily chart and the calendar analysis. So big thing. Is there economic data coming up today or soon? Data can equal bigger moves. Pretty self-explanatory. What's the risk event for today? That's that. But also in the week, do we have something coming up on Friday that's a big data point that is people are waiting for and might mean that that market will stagnate until that day? If so, do I really want to be buying breakouts for range expansion? Probably not. Are there any holidays scheduled for the exchange? Quiet markets often precede a holiday. So if there's a long weekend coming up and you know that, hey, half the people, hedge fund managers are going to be 
long gone on the Friday morning, even if it's not closed because Monday's a, a day off or a bank holiday, then again, are you expecting range expansion with volume? Probably not. Could you use that as a as a, a guide to position for a mean reversion type day? Yes. Or if you're a swing trader, you know, maybe you go, okay, well, I'm going to wait till the Tuesday for my trigger or whatever it may be. It just helps you assess and gauge the situation. Um, and then looking at my daily chart, again, any obvious price patterns that are standing out? So flag, exhaustion, range break, fake, any of those things that you like to see. Is there anything that just literally jumps out straight away? Don't look for it. Let it hit you in the face. And then what type of market are we in? Are we trending? Are we range bound? What are the conditions? Um, similar to the first kind of assessment, but just one more thing, right? Well, actually, yeah, even, and, and this often, guys, this isn't, it's not as obvious as the textbook stuff. Oh, it's a trend and you see those jagged lines that they draw to signal a trend. It's always a mixture of both, but you've got to put your flag in one camp or the other, or, and it doesn't mean necessarily you trade it, but you can categorize it as one or the other. And then where's the price, uh, where is price positioned at the moment? Is it highs? Is it lows? Is it in the range? Is it pulling back? Is it backfilling after a range? You know, are we, have we been at highs, but we're pulling back a bit and stalling? Has it been a range for a long period of time? Are we motoring on? Are we exhausting? You know, just, just assessing those conditions as well. Help you build that roadmap for the day ahead. And then for the for day trader specifically, previous day's trade assessment. So did we get a wide range yesterday? If so, maybe we're going to stagnate a bit today and digest that wider range, especially at a big trending day and close at highs. You know, that means we possibly could retest the high, but then stagnate. Obviously, is there a catalyst? Then that might be different. So did we get a wide range or was it a narrow range? What was the day type yesterday? Was it a trending day? Was it a rotational day? Was it choppy? If it's choppy, you might get continuation of chop and it might not resolve itself. Or, you know, what was it like before? If it was a rotational type day, then maybe if we're opening at the upper end of the range today, we could get a breakout. So you might be buying that a range extension. So you're starting to now build your frameworks. So where was the close yesterday? Was it the midpoint of the range? Nothing going on. No one cares. No supply and demand imbalance waste of time in terms of looking for anything excessive to happen you're right in the middle of the range you probably have no reason to get involved in it was it the upper or the end of the range was the lower end of the range extremes that gives you a little bit of insight it's potentially not always but potentially maybe the hand was tipped a little bit towards the close and then things asking yourself the questions like hey where did price go that subsequently got rejected are there any big levels that are likely to come into play today you know, is there a big whole number level? Is there a big level that's been on your chart for a while that could hit based on your average expected range? That type of thing. And 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 anything yesterday that happened that, you know, did price go somewhere, got rejected, that if it retested could change the sentiment? You know, that type of environment, something like that. So just asking yourself those questions. And then, you know, the overnight session review. So, you know, we, we, we kind of talked about the previous day's review, talked about a daily chart. Um, we talked about a little bit in the overnight session, but now we're going in a, a little bit deeper and we're saying, okay, what was the range overnight? Got that, fine. Big range could indicate a big range at the open, could indicate a big daily range. What has been done? Are there any new levels tested or is fresh territory even broken into? In other words, hey, overnight we went to fresh highs or went to weekly lows. That's interesting. We won't necessarily be opening there, but that does open up Pandora's box a bit in that we could break the range today because even though it wasn't in regular trading hours, and of course I'm talking about from the indices perspective here, that might create some opportunity. Uh, obviously from the Forex perspective, you look at the prior session, the Asian European session or the US session and saying, okay, 
or in the Asian session, this market isn't really an Asian pair, if you like. Maybe it's uh, EURUSD, and yet we still went into some fresh territory. All right, on low vol, okay, we have crept back. But that does, you know, open that door to be looked at today. And you just start to then build a more framework. Where's the price likely to open? Uh, hey, are we opening bottom range, top of the range? Where does it fit? Do we have any key levels in play from the overnight session or the price session that need marking on your chart? I'm always reluctant to overdo this because I think that, or I feel that um, the overnight's not quite as good, but it might come into play in the early hours of the of the regular trading hours, the first few hours, if you like. So if you're a day trader, you might be like, okay, I just need to bear that in mind. But once we kind of run off our own steam and start trading off our own steam, I might discard that because it's a lower volume session that I was looking at and I don't want to add too much weight into it, but I can use it as a guide initially while we get going, whilst we find some value, whilst we find some extremes, whilst we find some swing points. So that's really a kind of quick quick explainer, guys, of, of, the, uh, of the PDF, the pre-market trader checklist PDF. Uh, as with all these things, you know, take bits that you think are valuable, I'll discard bits that aren't, adjust it, adapt it to suit your style and strategy. But even if you kind of go, you know what, none of that thing, none of those really makes much sense to me. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd argue with you that, it, that that's the case. I'm sure there's something in there that you could take some value from, but you know, that, that everyone, everyone trades differently. But even if you don't, I think just having that checklist aligns yourself with price conditions and helps you pick the right trade for the right environment, even if there's a subsequently slightly out in terms of entries or triggers, the fact that you've, you're getting good at judging the environment type means at least you're aligned with conditions because it means you're not buying breakouts in a range-bound environment and getting stopped. It means you're not trying to fade highs in a trending environment. Is it a silver bullet? Does it fix all? Not at all, nothing does. We know the game, guys. That's why we manage our risks. That's why we use stops. But it's a good thing to do. And the better you get at it, the better you get at assessing conditions and coming up with a roadmap and a blueprint for the day ahead or the week ahead, the more you start to go, you know, gee, you know what? I'm actually, this is pretty good. I'm quite good at recognizing these conditions. I'm quite good at getting an idea for what might happen. And that really helps your confidence and hopefully helps your bottom line. Keep your risk managed. Bye-bye.